Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from we appreciate you guys our great listeners especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us we want to thank our sponsors at strange brew coffee house and churn and spoon ice cream start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru here at strange brew coffee house in starkville or at brupolo over there in uh tupelo sort of weird if brupolo was in holka that would be a, an interesting spot home of the one and only will east though that's the that's the home of my uh, grandmother. Well, there you go. Very, it's a fine town with fine people. That's right. So, wherever you live in our great state or in this great country, you can get a Strange Brew Coffee delivered right to your door. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, and you can get Strange Brew Coffee for whatever kind of coffee machine you've got in your home right there, including the super awesome K-Cups. And, of course, if you're lucky enough to be in Starkville or in Tupelo, don't forget that Strange Brew Coffee is not just coffee, man. They have got fantastic baked goods. They got you can get a full breakfast there, uh, be it savory or sweet, whatever you're looking for. They've got it at Strange Brew Coffee House, College Corner, CollegeCornerStore.com. That's the place to find maroon and white merchandise you can't find just anywhere else. That's because only College Corner has the biggest and best selection of it in Central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at College Corner Store dot com humble taco today as we're listening would be taco tuesday now they say that every day can be taco tuesday but taco tuesday is best done on tuesdays and that's best done at humble taco because nobody else has tacos like humble taco when you're looking for something different something delicious when you're looking for mexican fare with mississippi roots that's the place to go it's humble taco over there on university drive What's today's name? I, I didn't catch it at Firehouse Subs. I hope you follow them on Twitter because it could be your, you know, it could be like Game of Thrones. It could be your name day, hopefully without all the death. In fact, there won't be any death. There'll be just a delicious sandwich when you use the Firehouse Subs app. Place your order online, pick it up within minutes. Who's ever said that, by the way? Has there ever been an ad that said there won't be any death, but there will be a delicious sandwich? We might have been the first. Might have made a little history right here on Thunder and Lightning. Anyway, download the app. Get a sandwich uh, ordered, pile up the reward points. It's all good with Firehouse Subs. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Floyd and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. Hey, Robbie. Hey, Brian. How are you today? Oh, I'm fine. So before we uh, we get started here, we were talking, and you 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 were at your grandmother's house, or or, parent, or grandma was fixing you some food, and she's just loading you up, and you said there was chocolate pie. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm I'm getting ready to build a house mm-hmm. and a little inside baseball here on my life. Yeah. I'm building a house on my family land that's in Choctaw County. Mm-hmm. And right across the street, I'm living in a house. It's uh it's a nice house, nice big house. 
that my grandmother has been living in by herself for the last few years. And so, you know, I'm, I'm living here, taking care of her. She's taking care of us and all that. So just about every day I get, uh, you know, I, I can hear her coming to the door and peeking her head in. Do you want me to fix you some lunch? And when grandmama says, do you want me to fix you some lunch? The answer is yes. You cannot say no. And for, secondly, you don't want to say no. Right. You want to eat whatever she's fixing. Uh, she doesn't eat as much anymore, but she will gladly fix you a feast if you're up for it. She yeah. buys most of the groceries that she buys. She doesn't even use. So, you know, I get a, I go in there, I get a tomato sandwich, some popcorn chicken, you know, the chicken, we, we finish up the chicken and she wants to make more. And of course you can't say no to that. So you eat, the, eat more chicken and then she gives you chocolate pie. And she says, well, it's, it's low fat, so you can have it. So <laughs> there we go. So my grandma. And then she's, she's created some kind of mayonnaise spread that was just incredible. I don't know where, where it came from, but it has some kind of salsa mix in it or something. Oh, my. I don't know, it was some kind of like Chipotle ranch type mayonnaise, and it was, it was really good. My grandmother used to always have a box of Eskimo pies, which is old school, man. Nobody has Eskimo pies anymore. And she would always be like, Brian, you should go eat one. They're fat free. Oh. And I'd go eat one. And then you look at the box. It's like, Memo, it's sugar free. <laughs> it's not, it's not fat free. Well, and, you might not have diabetes at least. Well, I, I don't. So she was also like, Oh, we've got a Coke in the fridge. And it was always a diet Coke. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's not a Coke, Memo. That's, that's a diet Coke. So, yeah. And, you know, we always have to eat. Uh, dessert after we finish, so she keeps ice cream bars in of the refrigerator. And... Always, are the old school like my, my especially my grandmother? And if Stephen Augustinelli is listening, his mom and dad were the famous the gallon bucket of ice cream. Yes, I mean th- that that we used is, to have that. Yeah, no, nobody knows what that's like anymore to have that big plastic bucket of ice cream sitting in your fridge. At my other grandparents' house, when I would go there mm-hmm. after lunch. I would get the um, the chocolate ice cream bar that was like the crunch. Yes. The crunch shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about, yeah. So uh, here you have the old, you have just the the old reliable ice cream bar with the chocolate ice cream. The Eskimo pies is what it basically Yeah, is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I, I go through those. This was like I mean, an actual just, chocolate pie, like a chocolate cream pie that your grandmother yes. made today. Yes, and she said it was, it was, uh, it was, was a little a fat-free. It was with the so the whip was was low fat, so that's what she considered. It's kind of like your grandmother, like it's low fat, but it still had all the sugars and everything in it that makes a pie so good. Sounds fantastic. I'm looking forward to the summer because I'm going to get the old the old school BLTs. Mm. The uh, your grandmother grow the tomatoes? No, no, no. Okay, well, so I no, can not see anymore. Okay, back in the day, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she's 90 years old now. I mean, she's oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I mean, I, I might, we, the past few years, my wife and I have had tomato plants. We tried, mm-hmm. we, we've, we've, the last three years we did a raised bed garden and then we did, you know, just a regular garden where we tilled the ground. And then last year we put the tomatoes in, um, in the, um, plant in the, what am I trying to say? The, uh, buckets. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, well, I, with this year, we haven't planted anything, but, you know, you can go get some good tomatoes 
yeah. from uh, the Piggly Wiggly up here. There you go. But yeah, um, I'm looking forward to the summer. And, and, and you know, I always loved a good tuna tuna salad. Oh, no, no. no summer no, tuna salad. No, no, no. The, this is amazing. No. The tuna, the bold egg, uh, some pickles, oh. mayonnaise, a little mustard in there. You literally listed off like five things that I want to eat. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't, I can't healthy, get by with man. you on this one. I can't. Really healthy. It's a good, healthy lunch. It fills you up too. Mayonnaise, super healthy. You're right. Well, you can get some uh, low fat mayonnaise if I you guess, want it. I guess. I feel like this discussion is far more interesting than any MSU discussion we could bring to the table today. Well, like, I could do the one whole of us show really on, know what we're going to talk about today. I feel so. like we could do the whole show on like how we used to eat in the old days. Like some old school products and some good country cooking. Oh, we could. We could eat. I, I'm I'm down with that. You know, the summers, my summers at my grandparents on both sides were just amazing. Yeah. Every, every single morning at my granddad and my grandmom's house in Eupora, I would go there for like a week. Yeah. Every morning, my granddad would make me uh, like two or three eggs, fried eggs, on top of a biscuit covered in grits. And it was all just mixed together, and it seems nasty, but that that plate of just glop, the the, the pig trough, was amazing. And then at nighttime we'd have you know pork chops and rice, rice and gravy, and that was always one of my favorite meals. Love rice and gravy, very underrated. My grandfather with, made with pork chops on the weekend. Oh yeah, and and. Uh, only the male grandchildren knew the secret of Papa's biscuit recipe. Would you like to know what it is? I'll, I'll share it with the world. Two sticks of butter. Of course. We don't just put one stick of butter in there. It's two sticks. Those things, were they would just melt in your mouth. So good. Easily the best biscuits I've ever had. And, and what started me on my path as a biscuit uh, connoisseur. Well, here's the thing. You know, Mississippi is always going to be first or second to... Well, I guess they'll be first or second in obesity, mm-hmm. and that's perfectly fine. But we're also going to be number one in food. Yeah. Our food is going to taste better than everyone else. I agree. Because we know what makes it taste good. If it's an extra stick of butter, so, so be, be it. it. So be it. We're not going to have um, a, a meal that doesn't taste good. So just make it, you make it happen. Well, I make grits. Whole stick of butter. And, and oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to put the butter in the grits. Yeah. That's just the way it is. There's got to right. be butter in grits. Let's try to do some sports here. Do we have to? A little. So, so we are one week away. This, this podcast next Tuesday, um, we will discuss our first SEC preview. We'll be 14 weeks out, 14 schools. You know, we finish with Ole Miss and then Mississippi State. So, we'll also be, Brian. Hmm? A year old, as a uh, as this version of Thunder and Lightning. Oh, is our one year anniversary? Is it next week? Yes. Yeah, I guess. It, yeah, because you know the SEC tournament was when we uh, we announced you. We had the. Uh... It's either next week or the next. I can't remember. But we're getting close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember you coming on the uh, on the big show with us. Yeah. Um, one years old. One one year old, one years yeah. old, uh, one so year 300 old. Three hundred some odd uh, episodes, or close to it anyway. Um. Anyway, I say that to say that I thought 
today, we, we let's get a little head start on SEC Media Days, which is, gosh, as we're sitting here, two months away from this week. So two months from today, uh, I believe, yeah, we'll be starting up in, in Atlanta uh, for SEC Media Days. State is on uh, Tuesday of that week. I got to figure some things out, by the way. Dynamite is in Duluth, Georgia that Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to go. So, but I got to get Richard on board to like, we need to pre record a bunch of interviews so that I can leave early. But I want to go. So, hopefully, I can make that happen. I thought today, though, get to it eventually. We just sort of go ahead and give like an overview. Let's do a two month ahead, a two month early. That's actually, you know, a month and a half early preview of how we're going to do our, our predictions. Maybe we'll talk about the all SEC team a little bit, what, what MSU, what Bulldogs could, could find their way onto that. So, obviously, in first place in the divisions, I think we're both going to go Bama, Georgia, correct? I mean, you, you don't have anything crazy planned, do you? No, I, I was just uh, checking to see how far you would be from Duluth. You're about 40 minutes. So, I texted, so. I texted Barrett Sali, who lives in Atlanta, and I was like, can I make this drive in an hour? If I leave at seven, could I be in Duluth at eight? He's like, you can probably do that. He's yeah. like, if you try to do it at rush hour, you got no chance to be there in an hour. Well, it's going to be right around rush hour. Well, if it's seven, rush hour should be starting to die down a little bit, don't you think? Well, yeah, you're right because you'll be you'll be on yeah. Eastern time, right? And if I if um, I leave, well, early, if you leave at six thirty, you should be good. Should be good. Should be good. yeah. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Anyway. Who's your second place team in the West? I feel like that's sort of up for grabs. Or is are you locked in on A and M? Dude, I cannot trust A and M. I know they I know they just had the number one recruiting class like ever, but they just they haven't done anything to prove themselves to anybody to have any kind of hope in them. I feel like. Ole Miss has some pieces that they could they could be a sneaky pick, but the quarterback situation is kind of scary for them. Um, you know, all those pieces don't really matter if uh, Jackson Dart can't do anything, you know? Oh, you think it's going to be Dart? So, I mean, I think he's the highest ceiling. I think Luke Altmaier is, um, is a safe pick for them, but Dart is the guy that I think could have them competing for an SEC championship if he is – what he's supposed to be, which why he got some kind of five-star label coming out of the transfer portal, I'll never know. I mean, he's done absolutely nothing to to prove that. I mean, there's other people that have come out of the portal that that weren't given the benefit of the doubt. They were judged on what they did at the previous school. He didn't do anything at USC that that uh, really kind of showed you he was some kind of five-star player. So, and he's not, and he's kind of proving that again here. In the spring, he wasn't able to lock down that job over Altmaier. So, I think there is definitely some um, concerns there for for Ole Miss um, from a quarterback perspective, and and the defense too. I mean, they 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 lost some big pieces on defense, but they brought in some transfer guy transfer portal guys that I think can compete um, in the SEC at a high level. So, I mean, that, that's that's a team that I could see kind of being the sneaky number two or number three. But A&M, I guess, makes too much sense to be up there. I mean, oh, Arkansas is going to be down, I think. No, that's that's my pick to finish second. Really? Yeah. They did bring in some really good pieces out of the portal. There are some good portal pieces in. 
I like Pittman. I feel like he motivates his team. Obviously, their coaching staff is really good with uh, with uh, Odom and and Bryles. And I just like KJ Jefferson. I think the guy's a winner. You know, I think he he's got. I'm not saying he's 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 as talented as Dak Prescott, but he's got a little Dak Prescott in him. I think he's just a winner. So I'm going to go Arkansas second in the West, then A and M, and then I'm going to have State fourth when I'm when I do my predictions. I, I think State is an eight and four team at worst, or at least that's what they should be. You know, I, th- I think that they they can they'll lose to Alabama and Georgia. Even though I'm going to, well, I guess I have LSU fourth and State fifth. Now that I think about it, so LSU fourth State. I think State will lose to LSU, and then Mike Leach will drop it. They will drop a game they shouldn't drop because it's Mike Leach. But eight and four, four and four in the conference should be good for fifth. And then I'll go Ole Miss and then Auburn dead last losing record. That's my that's my West. Yeah. What about yours? I, there's just there's so uh, there's so little difference between a lot of these teams. Um, you know, Alabama is far and away the best team. And I can see I can see any of um, you know, now you you talked me into Arkansas being a lot better than than they were supposed to be uh, because I, I totally forgot about their transfer portal hall. They pulled in some really good players. Yeah. And and you have your quarterback coming back, which is huge. Um, they finally lost two of the uh, white linebackers that they've had for the last 18 years. Yeah, bumper they pool. Were, they returned bumper pool. He's back for his uh, 20th back. year of eligibility. Dr. Pool, thank you. He was on that 1998 mm-hmm. SEC West Championship team for Mississippi State. He was on that Arkansas team. That's right. Um, He's on Houston but, Nuts' first team up there, yeah. Um, you know, any of those teams, I th- you know, A&M has the talent, and Jimbo's a good coach. It's just uh, – you, you just don't – there's been nothing that's really I – don't, I don't like them at quarterback. Away. you got to have a quarterback to win. I mean, and right now – a weird thing. They've never gotten the quarterback thing figured out there. Right. You know, they can recruit Texas – they got a tremendous pool to choose from, and they always have these five stars and four star quarterbacks. But it never, I mean, even like all the talk about Kellen Mond, he was not good. He not was not great. that good. No. no, they haven't really had a great quarter. I mean, Kyler Murray left them. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Allen had his moments. Yet, had yet had, uh, was it uh, Kenny Hill Kenny had his Hill. moments. Kenny Trill, baby. Kenny Trill. Who was the uh, who was the guy who transferred from Oklahoma who got who had them undefeated and they lost here in Starville? What was his name? Do you remember? Oh. um... Was it Trevor or something? Well, I would know if you wouldn't have brought it up. I know, right? Trevor Knight. Is that right? I don't, I don't probably not. It was Trevor Knight. Look at you. He got uh, hurt in that. He 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 was taking way too many hits. He was. The, well, I mean, they just was won. popping him around. And that was a bad state team too. They barely they were. They were, the but ball. they won that game. Um, yeah, you know, Nick Starkle, he was going to be the next great thing. The, I mean, after Johnny Manziel, they just were not able to build on that. They haven't been able to find a guy. Mine three, was the closest thing. There's three teams in the West that have their quarterback situation sorted, right? Bama, State, and Arkansas. Then there's two teams where you feel like whichever way they go, they're going to be okay at worst, right? LSU – between Daniels and Brennan, one of those guys will be able to run the offense, I feel. And then Ole Miss, between Dart and Altmeyer with Kiffin's offense, I mean, I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And then you have A&M and, and Auburn. Auburn, I think, is – I mean, Calzada, 
Finley, you don't have a lot going on there regardless. And then there's A&M where, I mean, Kane's King and Max Johnson. I mean, why am I, why am I, why am I intimidated by that? Why am I looking at that and saying that's, that's, that's a guy who can carry a team to nine, 10 wins. I don't see that. I just, all. I've always been a Texas A&M hater, so to speak. It's fair. Because I just, I, I, I feel like they get unnecessary hype every single year and they don't deliver. Yeah. The, the one agree. time that they did deliver in the past five or six seasons was the COVID year when they, the only team they lost to was Alabama. And I thought that they should have made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But they turn around last year and they're just meh. I mean, they beat Alabama, but they lost to Mississippi State. And lost to State. They lost, lost to, to Ole Miss and LSU. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, I mean, that, they just seem to find a way to underwhelm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and until, also, you, I think until you get an elite Colts. quarterback, you're not – well, until you have an elite quarterback, you're not going to win big. You know, and you're nearly not going to win without a good quarterback. But, you, you, I mean, it's just not – college football is not a sport where a quarterback who's mediocre can, can take a team to nine or ten wins. It's just not going to happen. So, And, I mean, they're, they're, getting the, they're getting talent in there as far as the quarterback position is – is concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been able to get some some good um, quarterbacks in there, highly rated quarterbacks, but they're just not they're not performing up to snuff. So, yeah. uh, and you know, last year that they had some injuries, so that that had something to do with it. But we'll see if uh, they now they they recruited a five star kid in this last class, Connor Wiegman. We'll see if he's the guy. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what, what, what's what's any different than any other year, you know? Hey, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But, I mean, you know, that's, I mean, the number what? Let me see what he was rated here. They got, like, the top-rated player in, like, he every He was the position. number two quarterback in the country, according to uh, our friends at 24-7. So, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I just like the – Let's go over it real quick. My West is Bama, Arkansas, A&M, LSU, State, Ole Miss, Auburn. What's yours? <sighs> I, I'm not sold on LSU still. Okay, I could see State being. I like. I like that um, order. I, I could see State being ahead of LSU. Well, whoever wins that game in Week Three is going to finish ahead of the other one. I would think. Pretty yeah. simple, I think. You know, God, it, this this signing class by A and M was just it's it's insane, ridiculous, and and it's yeah. like what what like what such are we, hard what are we workers, doing? Like, by the way, such hard yeah, work. What do we do? Recruit. Like, can we please stop with the well, those kids just want to come here? No, they don't. Such hard work to recruit without NIL there. Fantastic work by Jimbo and staff. Five-star wideout, yeah. five-star defensive lineman, five-star quarterback, five-star cornerback. And uh, the rest are all And then you got five-star Walker, Walter Nolan, five-star defensive lineman. Another, they signed five, th- uh, four five-star defensive linemen. Yeah. Two five-star wide receivers, a five-star quarterback, and they brought in Max Johnson out of the transfer portal. I mean, they're only they're only three stars are are really a kicker, who is there. That's probably one of the best kickers in the country. Number two kicker in the country, and, and then, then a couple um, of, a couple of other kids who I guess who were on the verge of four star. Well. Yeah, I mean, and they just probably just project well for for them. So, but but again, it's like we we're saying, like Max Johnson doesn't really move the needle. No, like I that, that's one of the guys like I didn't understand. Like I feel like this Wigman kid might get end up winning the job. Yeah. So, well, we'll he see. Could. We'll see. All right. Let's move on into the second half of the show. We'll talk about the SEC East. That's brought to you by our friends over at the uh, 
Mississippi Beef Council, who want to speaking of Texas, want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. When you're heading to the grocery store this week, when you're looking for something to cook for your family, beef is always a great option. Packed with nutrients, packed with protein, also delicious and a great value. I mean, I went and I bought some chicken wings the other day. And uh, Robbie, let me tell you, I might as well have bought a steak. I mean, it's, it's basically the same price for, for, for beef versus chicken. So, I mean, right now, beef is a great value for you and your family. And of course, it's awesome to eat. If you're looking for recipes, if you're looking for information, go to msbeef.org. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the cotton. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food. Looking for a great option for lunch. Looking for a great place to go for dinner. If you're just looking for a great place to hang out, Two Brothers is the place to go. Great food, great people, great times. It's all there at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems makes it really simple for you. Great products, great service. But hey, who doesn't promise you that? The difference is Advantage Business Systems delivers, and they really deliver when we're talking about service because you're talking about a Mississippi company, people who put Mississippians first. You're not talking to somebody on the other side of the world. You're not talking to somebody who can't be at your business to fix your problems in a week, 10 days. You're talking about somebody who's going to be on the phone with you, speaking, speaking you know, the same language your business speaks. They're going to be talking about things that you understand. They're going to be talking about, hey, we're going to be there tomorrow. We're going to be there in a few hours. We're going to get you back up and running. Your business can't afford to wait around on other people. Make sure Advantage Business Systems is the way you go. 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right, let's move over to the SEC East. We already mentioned Georgia. They're going to be the, the runaway favorite as the defending national champion to, to repeat in the East. But then I feel like the, the race for second is as wide open as it's ever been. There's four, there's four different teams you could say, I think it's going to be them, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't go against you. My early pick, and call me crazy, is South Carolina. I just feel like Rattler is going to turn it around, and that's going to, they're going to be a tough team this year. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win 10 games or anything, but they could be an eight-win team. An eight and, eight and four, five and three, because you know, they'll probably lose to Clemson. That's probably good enough for second. I'm probably going to go with Kentucky. Kentucky is another one of those teams I'm not going to argue too much. I, I'm still not ready on South Carolina. They got a couple of big wins late, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm just they, they kind of felt like a little fluky to me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fine. Um, I, I just, I, I, think, I just believe I think Kentucky, in them. I don't know why. I think Kentucky and Tennessee are going to be battling out for for number two. Mm-hmm. I really like Tennessee under high Tennessee is the other is the other one. I think Heupel's going to be really good. And then there's Florida, right? There's Florida with new coach, Anthony Richardson under center. I'm a big, I'm a big believer in Napier. I think that guy's a winner. Um, I think that, you know, I think this is a good fit for him. I think he'll recruit well there. I think he'll do well there. Um, I could, I mean, they, they could, they could surprise this year and have a big bounce back year and go, you know, something like, I mean, you look at their schedule. I mean, they have the East teams. They have uh, LSU, obviously, is their, uh, their every year West opponent. And then do you know off the top of your head who their, uh, their other West team is? Florida? Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find it here. Um, it is. Yeah, not this year. It is. Where are they? Is it Arkansas? It's A&M. A&M. And that is on the road. So, I mean, that's. 
that's that's not a, it's not a gimme by any stretch of the imagination, but it's it's also a winnable game. I think this is going to be a little rebuilding year for them. It, it could be. It could. Yeah, be. the system the system that uh, Napier runs and what Mullen ran didn't seem all that uh, different. So no. it, it's not going to be a system thing. And I think and Napier's Napier's program is not that all all that different than Mullins either. Mm-hmm. You know, they both are they both are very similar style coaches in my opinion. I agree with that. On how they ran the program, hard-nosed, blue-collar, developmental. Um so I can, you know, I can see that being a smooth transition. They've got to be the only team in the SEC playing 10 Power 5 opponents this year. Because two of their non-conference games, obviously they have Florida State every year, but they also mm-hmm. play Utah this year. But what about uh, Bama? Alabama isn't playing one of those uh, crazy – or not crazy, one of those preseason games this year. So – oh, am I I wrong? Oh, you're – oh, I am. Okay, no, no, I'm I'm right. Because they just have Texas. They have Texas in week two, but then they have UL Monroe, Utah State, and Austin P. Okay. Yeah, Florida might be – Florida might be the – I don't know if Georgia has another game because, you know, Georgia – you got to look at the ones who play. It should play. be illegal for Alabama to play those teams. You got to look that, at the that, they should that play, play. They should play a Power 5 team every week. Georgia is one of – Georgia has two because their first game is against Oregon, and obviously they finished the season with uh, Georgia Tech. You got to look at the, the, these East schools that play another uh, Power, Power 5. five. You, know, you have Kentucky – Kentucky, no, they have Miami of Ohio, Youngstown State, and Northern Illinois on top of uh, of uh, Louisville, and then it's the other crazy one. Is you don't you don't see that with the West teams. No, because none, none of none of them play a right. None of them have an annual rivalry game against a non SEC team. George, I'm looking at the other the other one would be South Carolina. They have Georgia State, Charlotte, and South Carolina State. So then they have the game with Clemson. So Georgia and Florida both play ten. Power five teams this year. Georgia, that's really no problem. Florida, that is I, – I mean, I, if you said right now make a prediction, I would tell you that I think Utah is going to beat Florida. Yeah, they could. So, and they, Florida, Florida goes to Utah next year. That'll be a heck of a game. Florida is such a weird team right now because I don't I don't know what to expect. Ah, well, you know, shouldn't have fired me. Should have kept me. They have – I was going to turn they're, around. They're, they're going to have talent. So you, I mean, you know that's not going to be an issue, but I don't think the spring was very good. There was nothing that really jumped off the page with them. So I, I feel like this is going to be a, another tough year. I mean, I could see them going like four and four in the SEC. So I would probably put South Carolina ahead of them right now, and then Missouri and Vandy below them. Missouri's just so boring. They are. They are. Missouri uh, and Vandy are going to be picked six seven. Period. And Vandy locked in at seven. No chance to be ahead of him. No. And, you know, Missouri's doing doing better recruiting-wise under Drinkwitz, but... Yeah. So, Florida legitimately could be fifth preseason in the West. I mean, if I told you it went... And, and let's just go with your second, right? But if I said it, the preseason was uh, Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina, Florida, Missouri... Vanderbilt, are you are you that overly surprised by that? No, because that's what I that's who I projected. I thought you were gonna project it then. I think I'm gonna yeah. go I'm gonna put South Carolina second, 
then Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, Missouri, Vanderbilt. That's how I would go. Okay. I'll, I'll just, I, I just, I got a feeling on South Carolina. I got a hunch, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it ride. We'll see. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. But I just feel like Rattler. I mean, Rattler was the preseason favorite to be the number one overall pick in the draft last year. I know the talent is there. It's just, you know, I, can, he, can he mentally just, be right? I think we're like I, I'm. I'm kind of missing the hype a little bit. He lost his job at a Power Five school. He did, but to a, a, a really good like player. South, you know, it's kind of like South Carolina hiring Will Muschamp. Like he couldn't oh, win at. Well, well, he could just stay with me. He couldn't win at Florida. Why would we expect Will Muschamp to be any better in the same conference at South Carolina? You know, That's a good point. I'm not going to argue. Rattler got lost his job. Why, you know, why are we? I think why are we expecting is, him to take them to an SEC championship? I, I don't think. I don't think it's a talent issue with Rattler. I think it's he. He had. I think it was just a toxic situation for him. That, that it was, well, that's what he it was said. Some of his own doing. I, I, I that's think what he that said. His own doing. But I think mentally, he just wasn't in a good place there. He's got a fresh start. I, I, I think he can take advantage of it. We'll see. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. Who's your second team All SEC quarterback? So Will Rogers. From from a um, statistical standpoint, it's got to be right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, is it going to be Stetson Bennett? So, this is led the team to a, a lot to of good championship. Right. There are, there, again, this is another one where you could say a bunch of names, and I won't argue too hard against them. Bennett is one of them. You know he's going to put up just good numbers. The, just because he, they went to the national championship. He's a national championship quarterback. Yeah, and, of course, we're, we're saying that Bryce Young is locked in at first team, defending Heisman Trophy winner. K.J. Jefferson, you could put him there. I wouldn't argue against you on that. Um, you Will Levis, Levis, I would might argue against you on Levis, but I mean, I would too. But that, but that's he's, he's got a lot of votes. preseason hype. Rattler is the guy you could put in there, and I, I don't know. I mean, I'd be like, well, I mean, he was very highly rated a year ago, and then there's Rogers, who I think is my choice at this time because I mean, at the end of the day, like you mentioned, stats, his numbers should be crazy. He should be pushing for five thousand yards. He should be pushing for forty touchdowns this season. And if he gets there, that's that's going to make it a pretty pretty easy choice for him. And I think Young, his numbers will be just as good. I mean, he threw for more yards last year, although it, it was in you know two more games than than Will Rogers. But he's also, I mean, he's just going to be the best. He's going to be the quarterback of a team that probably wins the national title this year, and that just that carries weight regardless of, of what you think. Who are some other Bulldogs that you could see being first team All SEC when we do media days? Uh. McQuiston Sharp. Sharp is the guy who would be on that list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope Emmanuel Forbes gets some kind of hype this year. Should. What about a guy like uh could, could Jaden Crumley be a Jet Johnson? I was thinking more linebackers like Jet Johnson or Bookie Watson. Could they get some uh, some love? I doubt it. Okay. Um what about a receiver? I mean, does does Wally, you know, get get consideration? He could. There's just so many good receivers in this league. There are, but you got to figure that somebody. And so many good running backs. Good. It's going to be tough for one of the running backs to get in there. I think it's. I think Will oh, Rogers. Mark Johnson aren't aren't getting all SEC. No chance. I think Will Rogers is 
is your best bet to get in there and then maybe look Winston Sharp and maybe Emmanuel Forbes. I don't think Rodgers has any chance to be first team, but he, he could definitely be second team. Well, we'll see. Yeah. See what happens. We'll start next week. We'll, we'll, I guess we'll, we'll start with Georgia. We'll start with the national champions and we'll give them a look, see if they're going to go undefeated again in the regular season and see uh, what next season will be. So that'll be our first SEC preview. We're going to do it a little differently than we did this year. I feel like we doubled up on some interviews last year. We won't do that this year, but we will talk to somebody who covers the Georgia Bulldogs and, and get their thoughts on their team uh, as well. Guys, I don't want to talk any baseball today, so we're just going to get out of here. Tomorrow's the rumblings. You know what to do. Send us the questions. We'll be happy to answer them, and uh, that'll be tomorrow's show. Looking forward to hearing what you guys want to know about. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.